Oh, no. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Oh No with Anna Campion. It's me, your host, Anna Campion, uh, back for another week of uh, embarrassment. And I'm joined today by the lovely Kate. Hi, Kate. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am exhausted, but I'm good. Okay. Okay. Long day so far? Yeah. So I work for a hospital, so my hours are all over the place, and I'm on the road a lot. Um, but I'm home now, so it's good. Awesome. Awesome. And where's, where's home for you? So I'm actually in upstate New York, about an hour outside of Albany. Cool. Cool. What, where, if you Oneonta? are you familiar with Oneonta? I, I'm familiar with Oneonta, but, uh, my, my dad's family, uh, lived in Saratoga Springs for many years. So I'm very familiar with upstate New York. Um, Yeah. It's, it's nice up here. It's gorgeous. Um, especially in the fall. Yeah, the late summer, early fall is really, uh, my aunt and uncle have a lake house up at um, Sacandaga Lake. Okay, um, yep. So I, we often go there, particularly in like, you know, August, September area. Um, and it's always really nice. It's a nice escape, especially from the city. I'm yes. sure. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in Brooklyn and uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's nice when I can uh, go hang out up there. But um, cool. So yeah. So Kate, what else? What else about you? Should my attentive listeners know? So I work for a hospital. Um, I'm a research assistant there, but I'm actually going to be finishing my teaching certification. So soon to be middle school teacher. Um, pray for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do community theater up here, so I guess acting is kind of my side life. Sure. Um, I love it. Do you think you'll be able to do any middle school theater stuff? I would actually love that. I would love to, outside of teaching, do the drama club or Mm -hmm. or something with the kids because I think, you know, the combination of kids and theater is would be like my sweet spot of like an ideal career. So I would love that. There you go. Yeah. Well, I. You know what? I'll bet that's attainable for you. I, I thankfully I don't think that's too out there of a dream. Yeah, uh, to make so. happen. Now the only thing standing in my way is New York State teaching certification. So. Right, I I believe in you. I I have faith. Yeah, we'll see. Just got to pay them a shitload of money. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Like I don't know. I feel like there should be like a um right now because like. I mean, I don't know if this is backed up by anything, but I have a feeling because of COVID that like a lot of teachers are like, you know what? I'm all right. Thanks so much. No, you're um, absolutely you're yeah. absolutely right. So many people you I think know they would waive the fees right, right now. And there are a lot a lot of people retired at the beginning of the pandemic because they were like, I'm not doing remote teaching. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. So now there's shortages everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, my mom was a teacher for many, a middle school teacher for many years, but she also, uh, she now works sort of like education in education consulting. So she's in school districts all the time and is always in meetings with different like superintendents and stuff like that. And is always like, uh, did I mean, just like everywhere is in crisis right now. I mean, oh, schools, sure. schools have always been deeply underfunded, pretty understaffed, but uh, right now in particular, because I think everyone's kind of like, you know what? And I mean, you know, and I, you know, 
uh, workers rights as always but like i i mean i think a lot of people are just like yeah fuck this i'm not gonna die to make you know forty thousand dollars a year like, 100%, 100%. one of my high school teachers i got together with her a couple weeks ago because i was going through like a crisis about interviewing for school positions and what can i do because i already have a master's and i don't want to go back to school blah 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 and she uh is part of the teachers union like part of the board for the teachers union and she was like you would not believe the bullshit we've had to deal with mm-hmm. throughout this entire pandemic and i'm like thank god you have a union <laughs> yeah no and and thankfully the, the teachers unions are extre- very strong um and even still you know they just completely they'll the the I guess the government <laughs> in general will just slash them yep. whenever they can. I But yeah, like I said, like my mom was a teacher for many years. So I feel like I saw kind of like both sides of it as a student and a, the child of a teacher. So I have a ton of respect for people who go into that profession because uh, I, I don't have the patience for it. I would, I would, I'd get, it's like, I wouldn't even mean to scar a kid emotionally, but I would. And that's no good. Yeah. Um, I actually put off the teaching for years because mm -hmm. everyone told me it's what I should do as a career. And I was like, fuck you. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to do something else completely different. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, should have done this to begin with. Everyone else was right. I was a dick. I should have listened. A little cut off your nose to spite your face kind of thing. Yeah. A little bit. Little um, bit. so this is, you know, the podcast about embarrassing stories. Do you, uh, find that you are an easily embarrassed person? Not so much an easily embarrassed person. What's kind of your, your vibe generally? So in general, I like to think that I have a very good sense of humor, especially about myself. I am probably one of the most self-deprecating people that I know. So mm-hmm. I don't really get embarrassed that easily, but I have a tendency to do embarrassing things mm-hmm. without even realizing it at the time. And it was worse in college because mm-hmm. um, college is when I drank for the first time, did all kinds of stuff like that. Like growing up, I was very sheltered, uh, didn't really have, you know, friends to go out and party with, wasn't really invited anywhere. But when I got to college, it was like all hell broke loose. Right. So I find that college is probably where I have my most embarrassing moments. Yeah. Um, but as I've gotten older, like, I think it's easier to not get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because I'm more comfortable mm-hmm. in who I am. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Like I'm a fucking weirdo. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I feel like, well, and you also, as you get older, I feel like, you know, at least most people kind of like you, you end up surrounding yourself with people who like, don't make you feel ashamed or embarrassed or anything. Whereas I think in high school and college, it's just a little easier to kind of fall in with people who, you know, aren't exactly your people, especially, you know, like you said, like, you know, freshman, sophomore year, when you're kind of like, I'm drinking for the first time. And I'm like, you know, I'm smelling weed at parties for the first time and stuff like that, where, you know, yep. That kind of thing. You know, me coming from like, my parents weren't, they didn't shelter me per se, but it was like, we went to church every week. Like we had curfews. We were expected to, you know, get good grades and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Going to college, I went to a a notorious party school, um, SUNY Cortland. Um, 
you know, we've made the news for, you know, riots and stuff. And, you know, it's very much a party school. So my first weekend that I was there, I was just like, this is completely new to me. This is Mm -hmm. a whole new world. I just kind of went buck wild. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, did you know it was a party school? Like when you applied to it and stuff, or was it just because, yeah. So you were like, I knew, I knew it was a party school, but I, you know, I won class brown noser in high school. Like Mm -hmm. I was an academic person before I even applied there. I contacted the English department and requested a meeting with the English department, like Dean and was like, I'm interested in applying here. Why should I Mm -hmm. tell me about your department? Right. And I just, I got to Cortland and I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Academics are important, but I'm also going to get a fake ID. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, um, well, this is fun. I got my first, so I was kind of the same in the same way where I, I had some light experience with parties and stuff in high school, but that was mainly because, uh, my best friend uh, is gorgeous, like, like abs- insanely gorgeous. And I had a car. And so it was like, it was kind of like we were like a package deal sort of. So like if, if, uh, if uh, Maddie got invited somewhere, then she would be like, well, Anna's going to come because she's my ride. Right. And people liked me uh, and stuff. Like I was always funny and stuff. But um, I was very much the same where like then I went to and I went to a nerd school. I went to a very notoriously dork school, but it's very kind of like a work hard, play hard school. Right. And so uh, that's what I did for four years, basically. But um, me and like my entire freshman hall, we all got fake IDs together. And uh, that, you know, a few weeks later, they come in and uh, mine. So at the time, you know, you know, I, I wanted to say I was like 21, 22 and that, you know, my and, you know, it, they have you fill out a form like, OK, well, and your eyes are green and your your height is five, three. And then in the weight, I was like, OK, I'm probably like, I don't know, 125, something like that. And um, so I put that in and then I got it back and they had my weight down as 165 pounds, which was comical. And, yeah. and, and this isn't to, uh, you know, body shame or anything like that, but it's just like, I'm so not five, three and 165. Right. Like, it's just, it's just com- like, you look at me, like I'm a, I'm a small petite person. Right. And the same was- hi- I'm the same height as you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very small build. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it was just like, uh, really it was, it was pretty funny. And then I was like showing it to my friends. And I'm like, I, I like, what if they ask me about it? And one of my friends at the time was like, well, I guess the good news is that this isn't a very flattering picture of you and your face does look pretty fat. So you could just say you got to take it and then lost a lot of weight. And I was like, thanks, I guess. Like, it was like, and I mean, I know what she was trying to say. But it was not like said correctly. And I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, But- yeah, I mean, say that would be right? one of those moments where I would be like, "Do you think I'm ugly? Like, what are you <laughs> like? What are you doing?" <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I at that point I was extremely cocky, um, because uh, I was crushing it. To be honest with you, I I <laughs> uh, 
it was before I like came out as a lesbian and I was just uh I was just absolutely crushing D left and right was just <laughs> like you and yeah. and off we went um which is it was like a video game basically yeah. uh so I I didn't take it too personally and she and I are not really friends anymore so it doesn't really uh even matter but it's just one of those things that stays with you well yeah it's just like one of those things where it's like um like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe someone said that to me. Right. Like who says that? And I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, everyone, and I'm sure I've said things like that where, where they're like, what the fuck did she mean by that? And I really yeah. meant nothing. It was just like, it came out, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. 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 No, so, but college, like that was, I mean, college, that's when I joined a sorority. So when I joined. Oh, sorority- sure. What was your strat? uh alpha sigma alpha sure asa yep uh so when i joined the sorority uh you get like a big sister or whatever and Mm -hmm. the big sister that i had we looked very 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 similar so i used one of her old ids Mm -hmm. and nobody ever questioned it except for the fact that she has blue eyes and i very clearly do not have blue eyes mine are like almost black right and that was the only thing but the bars in Cortland when i was there like if you were, you know, if you presented as a female, they would let you in without yeah. Like, question. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, that I, that was always, I think uh, guys always had a harder time getting into the, into the bars than, um, oh, for sure. Then girls or feminine presenting people did. Uh, yeah. Granted, I didn't know a ton of, um, I can't speak for any feminine presenting non-binary people because I wasn't friends with any in college to be I didn't know of any in college um, right. but uh yeah it's uh yeah which you know is a whole other thing in itself that's probably not great but hey I'm not complaining I got yeah. to drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah so actually the first party that I went that's probably my most embarrassing moment that like I vividly remember was at the first party I ever went to at Cortland Mm -hmm. and you know it's like I I'm not an embarrassing person I don't do embarrassing things like last night I called my mom and I was like mom do you have any embarrassing stories that I can talk about on this podcast Mm -hmm. she was like you don't really do anything but there's the pee story and I was like oh yeah I gotta talk about that one so yeah, first party I went to, uh, it took like two beers and mm-hmm. I was like done. Cause I had never had any alcohol, not even champagne at new year's. Nothing. Yeah. And if you're, if you're five, three and kind of petite, then. And I was tiny. You don't need much. I don't I need was, much either. I was tiny. Like I, someone could have snapped me like a twig and like, which was not, I'm much more healthy now, yeah. but, yeah. um, you know, not drinking. Ever. Also you're 18. So it's just like. Right. You know, but you know, I go to this party with my roommate and people in our hall and we're like, yeah, it's the first weekend. Like we just moved in like first college party. Woohoo. And it, I was, I walked in and it was just like, I was on another planet, but you know, got my beer, had a couple of drinks, had to go to the bathroom. Everyone was using the bathroom. There was a line for the bathroom. I didn't want to wait. I go outside, you know, I pee in a bush. Mm-hmm. That's like a college rite of passage. Sure. And, you know, I come back inside and my roommate is like, where were you? And I was like, I was outside. And she's like, what were you doing outside? And I said, I peed in a bush. And she's like, yeah, like I can tell, like, look at your pants. Oh, so what had happened was I pulled down my jeans. 
I did not pull down my underwear. Oh my God. And so, and that followed me for the rest of freshman year. They were like, she peed her pants. You're like, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't pee my pants as you are so inclined to say that is not what happened. Um, that's a huge bummer. That's a huge bummer because you were so close. Yeah. So the kicker to that story is I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to the dorm and change on my way back to the dorm. I was walking by myself, which is stupid. Don't ever walk by yourself at night. And people who identify as ladies don't do that. Um, I'm walking back to the dorm, call my mom who is at our lake house. And she's, I'm like trashed. Mm -hmm. It's like 12 o'clock midnight. She's like, Caitlin, why are you calling me? I was like, Oh, walking back from a party. And she's like, Oh my God here we go. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I peed my pants and I didn't know I was on speaker. Mm -hmm. My entire family heard me tell my mom that I peed my pants at my first college party. I have not lived it down to this day. No. And I don't drink anymore. I've been sober for like two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, to this day, if they see me drinking anything, they're like, don't pee your pants. And I'm like, yeah. I, it's diet Coke. Like it's not, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, it's fine. It's literally water. It's, like, it's yeah, truly, yeah. That has followed me for, well, my freshman year was 2009. So what's that? 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. That's a tough one. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Well, and that's just also, it's, it, that one's really tough because I will say I knew, I know of two examples actually off the top of my head of people who like literally like events had to be canceled because they uh shit on the floor basically for lack of a better for lack of a better word and um I the first girl it happened our freshman year um and she eventually sort of like I think kind of uh, took a took a similar like I she you know she kind of like just never partied after that, um, but then the other situation it's kind of funny because it 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 was sort of one of these things it was you know a sorority's formal or whatever and uh, they had gotten this really nice venue it was a winery in my college town uh-huh. and it was like you know it was super expensive and it was super nice and they had like buses and everything and like literally within the first like half hour some girl shit on the floor of the venue and um and they had to close it down and they sent everyone home and it just and and to this day I don't know who who did it but um it like was campus legend everyone was like did you hear what happened at this fucking formal it was crazy and I knew if that was me and I knew that I was the person that did that I would just go into witness protection yeah, like you got to transfer. I'm I, like, I'm honestly shocked that the girl from freshman year didn't end up uh, just fucking transferring because it was like, um, I mean, it was everyone like, know it was her. Yeah, because it happened in the sorority house during uh, check in. Oh, jeez. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would just which is tough. God bless her. She's a good, good person. Um, But yeah, I mean. I would transfer, change my name, like mm-hmm. adios. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then she kept her head low for the next four years. 
Um, no parties for her. <laughs> no, I like never saw her out after that. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. But what's tough? What's tough about yours is that like you were really close. Like it yeah. is, it, like, and it was just like you know, just kind of like a silly mistake. Yeah, and that's tough. Yeah, it's like you know, I could have been really successful and not had anything go wrong. It went wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. And and 12 years on, I'm glad yeah. we're rehashing it. Oh, I don't talk to anybody from you know my freshman year anymore, really. But my friends who like heard about the story after the fact, like they still like bust out. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I yeah. um. <clears throat> it is what it is. I, I have talked about this on the podcast before. Um, I've never blacked out in my life. And that is because, um, I, if I ever have too much to drink, my response is never to black out is always to vomit. And then I'm fine. Um, and because of that, I don't get super bad hang. I've never gotten super bad hangovers. Um, I've it's because my body's just like, we're done. You're done. You're done. And I, and this would happen to me all the time, particularly freshman and sophomore year when people gave me shots. Ah. Can't do them to this day. Um, uh, our, our friend Margot was here uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, we went out and she was like, uh, she mentioned something about tequila shots. She likes tequila shots. And no. I was like, and I was like, if I take a tequila shot, I will throw up. Yeah. And, and she was like, okay, then I'll take your tequila shot. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anna's not doing any shots. Cause it is, it's like something about just the raw taste of the alcohol. Plus the fact that it's like a decent amount of liquid just going down your throat at once. It just, my body does right. not like it, especially yeah. tequila. Tequila is no good. The only shots I could ever take were whiskey and <sighs> Everyone thought I was crazy. That's horrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. Whiskey, I had no problem with. Tequila, I would rather like walk into traffic than take a tequila shot. Yeah, there's a lot of things I'd rather do than take a tequila shot. Taking yeah. whiskey shots is very actor of you. Like it's very, <laughs> that's very theater of you. Be like, well, I'll you. have a whiskey shot. It's like, what's going on there? Like, no, it's like, it's like, I, I, I want to know I more really, about that person. Like, I really liked the taste of whiskey and mm-hmm. you know, I don't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. But when I did like whiskey, I had no problem with, I could drink beers with the rest of them. Like mm-hmm. no problem. I was never a liquor person. No. Like, just, yeah. Just the brown liquors. That's, yeah. that's crazy to not be a liquor person except for whiskey. Cause there are a lot of people who it's like, you know, I don't really like liquor, but I do like rum. Like I love rum drinks. I don't really like liquor, but I really like vodka drinks. Like I'll drink a vodka drink. And it's like, I don't really like liquor, but I really like whiskey. It's like, you know, if I didn't mean like that was beer, I would drink like a cranberry vodka, but Mm -hmm. that was like, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. My, my little brother was a big, a big whiskey guy himself. And he, his freshman year of college was my junior year of college. And he would send me videos of him, uh, literally drinking like 
half of a bottle of Jack Daniels, just like chugging it. And I'm like, okay, no, I was never at that level, but respect. <laughs> you know, he was like, you know, uh, at the time he was on like his school's sports team and stuff like that. And so he was just like with the dudes. And I think he was just like, I can do this and I'm going to take a video of it. And I was like, that's, I mean, I was just like, be careful, but I am impressed. I, I, right. I can't lie, you know? And, yeah. you know, he's, he's fine. He, he doesn't, he's not a huge drinker actually. Um, yeah. But. I mean, I wonder if that's just like a younger brother thing because my brother, like we're two years apart, but he was kind of the same way. Like he didn't drink until he went to college, but now, I mean, he works at a casino now. So he obviously enjoys mm-hmm. the occasional alcoholic beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, he can drink anything like mm-hmm literally anything he has like a stomach of steel and he's like oh yeah fireball no problem whiskey no problem like give mm-hmm. me a loco like i think i, I could probably do a fireball it. shot i think to this day i could probably do a fireball shot because it acts as its own chaser you know true. and that's kind of nice because like the it, it's like basically just like swallowing a big pack of big red and like i'm okay with that that's true but. And then I feel like with fire, like every time I drink fireball, like I would have to like mix it with something. Like I would mix it with like, um, apple juice. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I'm, I did get bought fireball shots one time, but it was like, you know, one of my friend's boyfriends bought me and my friend a fireball shot and it was very nice. And, um, and that was the same night that I, uh, my freshman year, I, I got back together with, uh, the worst person I've ever dated. Um, no because I was so hammered and I was like I'm in you and he was like okay then we got back together and oh. he uh I had to pick him up from jail a few months later and that led to the end of our relationship oh my god yeah just drug dealing so nothing actually bad but yeah just drugs nothing bad well listen like he didn't kill anyone yeah, that that is that's very important. And and he and I mean he was a scumbag, but he never he didn't like hurt anyone. He was just yeah. like selling acid and marijuana, which like even there are the things to sell to sell. But there's are definitely worse things you could do. Yeah, and and to me, it's like you know he it, it goes to sh- it's like I mean he's a bad person for many reasons, but like you know, I'm, I am a big advocate for, for, you know, dismissing nonviolent drug charges off of people's records. And I mean, he was a rich white guy, so he didn't have to deal with it anyway. But, um, you know, I was 18, I was 19 at the time. So, you know, a little Anna gets passed, but, um, but, uh, at least cause like I have met people who have, you know, people that they you know were involved with in jail and it's like yeah battery you're like what sorry you dated someone who went to jail for battery no no thank you they're like yeah aggravated aggravated battery what I don't know I that's just what the first thing I thought of I don't even know if I necessarily know anyone with that but I'm like listen at least my ex was a total scumbag for many reasons but yeah nothing bad enough that he got arrested. He just got arrested for like arbitrary drug laws, which, yeah. and I mean, he was a dumbass about it. So it was like, he only got caught cause he smoked a joint in his dorm. And I'm like, yeah, that's a rookie mistake. Yeah. You fucking dumbass. Like, come on, man. But it's all right. Uh, 
but yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I do think college is because I feel like everyone just kind of, especially freshman, sophomore year of your college, I feel like it's a, it's a real period of like redefining and finding yourself and like all these things. And so I think it's like, you're really vulnerable. And so you're just like, really like looking to figure out like what makes you tick, what makes people around you tick. Yeah. And, and you know, like as I, I said earlier in high school, I didn't have friends. I like had acquaintances that mm-hmm. I was, I would like talk to in my class and stuff, but like, I didn't have anybody really. That was my friend until I went to college. And in college, I could forget about who I was in high school because yeah. nobody knew me, you know, and I was able to fully, you know, branch out and be myself. That's when I first came out. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, got to be 100% myself and start exploring things that I wanted to do and learn about things that I wanted to learn about and not the things, you know, yeah. it, it's a time, like I credit so much of who I am now because of the things that I went through in college, you know, yeah. embarrassing or not embarrassing, but, um, yeah. you know, and I went to the same college for grad school. So that mm-hmm. was a whole other like journey. Yeah. Grad school. Oh my God. I, <laughs> there are some things that I went through in grad school that I cannot talk about on the internet right now because yeah. I don't know who's going to listen to this. Right. Fair but... enough. <laughs> fair enough. We'll, we'll um, tune back in a couple years. Yeah. Well, I'll just, I'll just explain it in the DMs after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair because, enough. You know, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know who's going to listen to this first of all. So I don't want them to be like, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, But grad school was a whole different journey. And some of my friends in college, uh, they were still in undergrad when I was in grad school. So I still got to hang out with them and stuff. And, um, you know, I'd go out and party with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was fine. Um, But, you know, going to the same place for undergrad and grad school, like that's, you know, that's weird. Yeah. Would you, would you recommend or not? If I could go back and do it over again, I wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. But if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be where I am now, if that makes sense. So I feel like if it's the right decision for whoever wants to do that, go for it. Um, If you have any reservations about it though, listen to your gut. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think, um, I was, I was talking about this with uh, one of my, uh, my, I think sorry about this with I was talking about this with someone recently. I, I can't remember, but uh, I graduated in in 2019 uh, from college. So uh, I feel like I'm I'm witnessing right now with a lot of my uh, friends who and you know acquaintances who graduated the same year as me that there's almost like this sort of second wave of like oh what am I gonna do? Yep. And, uh, and, and as a result, I think a lot of them are like, you know, looking into like going, going to grad school, switching careers, stuff like that, which is all great. And I'm, right. and I'm happy for them, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is interesting. Cause it's like, I think for so, and I mean, you know, this is in part because of our own expectations and in part because of societal sort of like the way that they show things, but there's this, I think belief it's like, well, yeah, you, you do well in school and then you go to college. And then if you want, you can go to grad school and then, Mm -hmm. you know, you become X, Y, Z and you get to, and then you live happily ever after. And it's like, there's still so much like uncertainty that I feel like 
you know, people just like a lot of people who, especially, you know, like I said, I went to a nerd school. So a lot of these people are super high achieving, super, uh, Mm -hmm. really like into, you know, planning and knowing their next steps. And so a lot of them, you know, five year plan, 10 year plan. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it, it sort of comes to a point where you're like, I can't really like plan out like my happiness at this point. Like I've, I've planned my whole life and I've, and I, I sort of reached this a little bit in college myself because I kind of realized like the major I want is not going to get me a traditional job. I'm not going to get, you know, hired by one of these places that's like recruits on campus and stuff like that. Like I'm going to have to kind of forge my own path a little bit. And I think that uh, a lot of people that I know are sort of coming to that realization now where they're kind of like, Oh, holy shit. Like I can't, you know, I can't just keep banking on my achievements and the security that those achievements bring in order to, to bring, you know, happiness and contentment into my life, um, which is really interesting, you know? Um, so I went back to grad school because like I went back eight months after I graduated from undergrad because I was bored. Mm-hmm. You know, I had been substitute teaching and I was living at home with my parents again. And I was like, okay, grad school seems like a good idea. I'm going to do it. Uh, now I have two nice pieces of paper hanging on my wall mm-hmm. that mean absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm working in a field that is not related to my degrees at all. Um, so if I could do it differently, I would. But again, I think what you just said about like the sense of, you know, uncertainty and wanting to have a plan and things like that. Like, that's what I was feeling too, because I was like, I was just in school for four years. Now, now what? Now what? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of have to like live your own life. And I think that's really scary. Honestly, I think it's a super scary thing to do, Uh, uh, you know, and especially, you know, and it sounds like, you know, you're kind of the same way that I, that I'm, you know, talking about sort of like academic, high achieving, very kind of like a, yeah. uh, I don't want to say by the book necessarily, but you read to me a person who likes a bit of structure, likes a oh, bit of a uh, 100%. And that's yeah. why like my current job, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I get frustrated because I'm like, I want you to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, yeah. you know, what's my oh, job yeah. description? I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And I think, I do think humans crave structure. Um, because even I'm not a huge structure person. Like I've never, I've been able to do, I always, I've always done kind of well with like unstructured free time. Like I've done pretty well at, and especially like as an adult, I think I've gotten better at it and just kind of being like, okay, these are the things I need to do. And, and this yeah. is when I'm going to have time to do them and yada, yada. Um, but even I, I, my job is sort of similarly like uh, you know, I, I'm kind of a catch all for whatever needs to get done at my, at my office for my company, I mean, for my company really, because I don't go to the office anymore. But, um, some days I'm just like, I don't, I don't think this is my job. I don't think this is my job. But then other days I don't have to do anything. So, you know, it's a, it's a give and take. Yeah. It's a give and take. Yep. And I feel like, you know, I feel like no matter, especially right now in recent months, I feel like no matter what job anybody does, there's going to be that that lack of structure because everyone's adjusting to, you know, COVID policies and everyone's adjusting to the balance between working from home and going back to the office. And there's, you know, there's uncertainty everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an adjustment period for everybody. Yeah. 
how has like working in a hospital and stuff been it's during been, COVID? It's been interesting because I'm on the research side of things. So I'm not actually on the front lines as a nurse or a doctor or any other kind of healthcare provider, mm-hmm. but I still, you know, get to experience, you know, the COVID aspects of it. Last year, uh, when I was still going into the office for a little bit, we were doing an antibody study. So we would, you know, get blood draws from people and test to see if they had been exposed to the virus. And now we're working on uh, an offshoot of that study where we're going to test the same people who have now been vaccinated mm-hmm. and see if there are any, you know, you know, COVID related, like, and you know, people who have been vaccinated, if their blood was res- like, if the blood draw results show anything different, like whether right. the vaccine actually, you know, prevented people from getting sick and stuff. I obviously vaccines prevent people from getting yes. sick, but you know, just in terms of the study, we're going to compare the blood samples and stuff. So that stuff is cool that I get to experience. And then, um, I also just do, I'm, I'm kind of like a catch-all too. They kind Mm -hmm. of me wherever they need me. So now I'm on the road a lot doing, um, work with elderly drivers, doing cognitive and physical assessments for them. Um, which is very comical because I have driving related PTSD, so I shouldn't be driving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, God, God gives his hardest battles to his strongest soldiers, right? Yeah, and I get some sweet mileage checks out of it. So, hey, listen, we—you <laughs> always got to look at the positive, right? Yeah, I mean, any extra money, I will not say no to. But I totally get that. I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, but like when the winter hit, like when we start getting you know snow and stuff, like sorry, you will not catch me out on the road because no, no way in hell I'm going to get in my especially car. not in upstate New York. I mean, no. that's no fucking joke up there. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, no, no way. My car flipped on black ice last year, so yeah. I am not going through that again. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah. I won't slipped on black ice in high school, and when I was yep. uh, because I had to change my shirt because I didn't realize that oh, when no. you that when you slapped the bag at a party, the wine bag, oh. that you should put the nozzle in your mouth. I didn't know that. So I had to go change my shirt and I uh, slipped on black ice. But anyhow, I, I've told that story. And so I won't I won't tell it again. But um, but Kate, I think we've so. all had our fair share of falls related to yeah. alcohol. I think so. I think so. Sometimes we have, pants, sometimes we fall, sometimes we throw up. I have a scar on my knee from that is the only remnant of my 21st birthday that I remember because <laughs> it's the I only fell. evidence that it happened. I fell in the middle of the road, but I mm-hmm was told after the fact that it happened because Mm -hmm. I do not remember anything. Yeah. Like you say you've never blacked out. I blacked out a lot. Yeah. Well, and you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that at all. I I think, well, and people, when I tell people who I went to college with that I never blacked out, like my best friend in the whole world, Jillian, my freshman roommate and, you know, uh, my best friend from college, um, like uh, sometimes I tell her that and she's like, really? And I'm like, never Jill, not once. Yeah. She's like, that's, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I never blacked out. But anyway, um, Kate, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I am. Oh, I wish I had more embarrassing stories to talk about, but it'll happen. Yeah. Maybe something weird will happen with one of these elderly people that you're working with. 
oh, there have been things already. Mm, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll get them stocked up so that next time you come on, you you have a oh one hundred percent. You can come on and we can talk about old people. I'm just um, really glad that now the entire internet knows that I peed my pants the first time that I drank alcohol. Yes, this is a this is you know I don't know if you saw this is the n- number uh, one hundred thirty six uh, ranked comedy interview podcast in Switzerland. So. You know. You're welcome, Switzerland. Yeah. So you're welcome, Switzerland. Yeah. Um, so uh Kate, please uh plug yourself. Where can where should people find you? What, what so do you I am on you? Twitter and Instagram, and I highly recommend following me on Twitter. Um, because if you like Carol Kane, you're in luck because I am the biggest Carol Kane fan you will ever meet. There you uh, go. Yeah, and also if you like Frasier, you're in luck. There you go. What are your, what are, what are your ats for the so people? So Twitter, my handle is at Kate, C-A-I-T, and then Marielle, M-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. Cool. And then Instagram is my full name, Caitlin Liberati. So. Awesome. Awesome. I'll put those in the, uh, I'll put those links in the show notes too. Oh, for um, sure. I always welcome people diving into my weird little world. Sure. And then, um, yeah, I'll grab uh, your mailing address from you to send you some uh, stickers as a thank you for being on the podcast. Um, If you're not, Kate, and you want some stickers, uh, I have great news for you. We have the Patreon. The link is going to be in uh, the description uh, within the general link tree, um, the show notes. And uh, it's three bucks a month. And if you join, I send you stickers. Um, I'm trying to get a new sticker design going here. Um, and I have some fun stuff in the works that I can hopefully get out by the end of the year. Um, and that's also where I put full videos of all the, um, white claw reviews. And I think I'm going to be doing some more alcoholic beverage reviews, alcoholic beverage variety pack reviews. Um, and yeah, it's super fun. So please, uh, look into that. Also, if you donate to the coffee, uh, the link is also in, in, the, in the link tree, um, I'll send you stickers too if you can't commit to to the monthly thing, um, which I get. We are at Oh No the Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, that's where you find you know updates about uh, the show and uh, clips and stuff. And then other than that, um, yeah, that's basically it. So yeah, thanks again, Kate. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And uh, to all my listeners, I will catch you on the flip. Huge thank you to all of my amazing. Patrons Grace Murray, Alana Coleman, Kira Sears, Jillian Townsend, Schaefer Nelson, Clay Moyhan, Haley Pregnall, Caroline Phelan, Stephen B., and Davidson Norris. You guys are absolutely amazing. You're the reason that this podcast can keep going. And if you want to be just as cool as them and also have access to all the White Claw review videos, then definitely please go and join the Patreon link in bio. Ono's theme song was written, performed, and recorded by Katie Stahl and Mackenzie Haight. And the amazing cover art was done by Devante Burse, uh, at Devante Burse on all socials, at designed by Devante on Instagram.